Hello and welcome to Weave Spawn. We talk about anything and everything related to anime and gaming. We are by no means experts, just huge fans. I'm your host, Bobby, and with me is Joshua. Hello, Bobby. Glad to be doing another episode and the final one of this season. And to conclude our season, we are going to be going over some spring anime of 2022 that we are looking forward to. Obviously, there's a whole lot, and we couldn't fit everything, so we roughly picked between four to six animes we think are up and coming that we have our eye on. Yeah, so uh, you have a little bit more of the list than me, so you can start first. But I guess let's just talk about um, just overall. I So I guess what I'm trying to say is... Um, Let's just talk about for a sec. I really like ending our seasons on a spring anime. Well, I guess it kind of depends on when our season ends. But we're kind of having this thing where every time our season ends, we either have a spring anime or the anime awards that happen. So I really like ending on those because that's a nice way to kind of round out our episodes because it's more of a general topic of what we're looking forward to, possibly things that might come up in the future seasons. So I think this is a, a really good kind of reoccurring topic for the end of our uh, podcast season. And speaking of our podcast season, I do want to apologize for all the late episodes that kind of happened towards the later half. We kind of messed up on a lot of the, because of the holidays, and we plan to record more and get, have like a bat log ready so when the holiday season did come, we didn't get behind, but as you kind of saw, it did. Not to mention, we both got COVID at one point or another, and so we weren't up to healthy standards to be doing everything. And even if we had a document written, whether we could like talk throughout the whole thing or just health issues or something happened, so hopefully next season will be a lot better and we can try to backlog more so that way we can have like one or two already pre-recorded already done before excuse me so anything like that doesn't happen so that's one thing we'll definitely be working on next season so i hope you guys stay with us and we will try to do our best to make sure we have some backlog so you guys don't have to wait a week or two without an episode yeah and for the last episode that um we just posted that was a week late because again i got sick i get sick a lot apparently especially when you come into town bobby i think you <laughs> get me sick every time you come into town because last time i got covid you happened to be in town which i think was pure coincidence but yeah it was a mess and then you left and then i started getting sick again so i couldn't record yeah, so we're going to try to work on that, and like you said, backlogs will really help. So when we can't record, we have one or two episodes that we can fall back on. And yeah, and then life just kind of got in the way, and then I got a new job, so then things kind of started getting messy. So hopefully we can kind of get more well-rounded. And this end of season couldn't have come at a better time because you are going to be out of town for a little while so we don't know exactly when you'll be able to record so it gives us a nice little break to kind of um, figure out when we're going to start the next season and we don't have to have this huge gap between uh, 
episodes because we have a planned gap. Yeah, so next season, like always, we usually take about four weeks off, which is just about a month. So that is looking like what's going to happen for us because I can be gone for anywhere between one to three weeks. So if we do about four weeks, that's probably about it. But going off of that, another thing we will try to do is get better at our Twitter to let you guys know ahead of time of what's going on and then hopefully interact with you guys more. That's something I do want to improve on. And one thing that we've been talking about on and off, it had, nothing is set in stone. So I was debating about bringing it up because I don't want you guys to get your hopes up. But we're thinking about possibly doing a live stream of an episode. Mm-hmm. And, I think that'd be fun. And seeing how that goes and maybe just interacting with you guys directly and seeing like having an open ended discussion just like that it would be separate most likely from our like regular scheduled podcasts maybe we'll do it like still do our regular podcast and have it released on monday mornings like we normally do but maybe do a podcast fridays or saturdays or something like that where we can actually just talk with you guys and actually just straight up talk to you guys about anime and video games for anything that's like up and coming or things we couldn't normally fit in an episode maybe something that people want to talk about but you couldn't really fit it in an hour-long podcast so yeah we're still debating on how you guys think about that if you guys are interested in that please let us know like i said we're just exploring more possibilities as we get we are getting more and more listeners we would love to grow and be more interactive with you guys so as always like we say at the end of all our podcasts if you guys have any suggestions for us for feel free to contact us at weespawn at gmail.com or just leave comments on wherever you guys listen to us whether it be iHeartRadio, apple google podcasts whatever it is spotify you guys listen to us on leave us a comment we'll be sure to check it out and any feedback you guys have for us will be more than helpful yeah, and I want to round back on the, um, oh man, just lost it. The Twitter? Yeah, the Twitter. <laughs> round back on the Twitter thing. Yeah, the thing with that is I am just so bad at social media in general. Like, I'm just not a social media person, so then it's easy for me to just, like, fall out of actually getting some tweets out and stuff. So I need to get better. I do have it on my phone still and I just need to actually get on and start being more active with it. And then Instagram and stuff, it's just something that I'm going to have to improve on. So, and then we'll, we'll both try to work on that, but man, it is just so difficult to uh, get that going, but we'll work on that. And then also back to the uh, live stream thing. I think that'd be really fun because as you said, we'll get that, kind of instantaneous response or a few second delay response from people who are listening and also it'll put a face to the voices behind the mic so it'd be a nice way to connect to our audience and also in case maybe some people some people like the podcast because they can listen to it whenever and some people might actually prefer live like almost like radio talk where we are mm-hmm. live and 
almost kind of like a phone-in when you guys can talk to us directly. Or maybe just you get other Twitch followers. So it's another way for us to expand. Like I said, nothing is set in stone. And don't worry if you are a podcast listener on like Spotify or whatever and you don't think you can watch live streams or anything like that. Don't worry. Like I said, we'll still be continuously making podcast episodes. It's just that would be more of an extra, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And that would give us more freedom to do more things because, like I said, one of my dreams for this podcast, I would love to actually go out and visit places like visit game studios, visit anime studios, visit places that are like in Japan that were referenced from anime and then we can have a good discussion about that. I think that would be really neat, but as of right now, that's obviously far away, but it's a goal I have for this podcast. That would be awesome. I'd be definitely down for that. And uh, yeah, we'll have to just kind of build up from there and kind of get a base and understand what you guys want. So communication is definitely a big factor in just figuring out what you guys would like to hear more of and less of, because right now we, I guess we kind of have a, a, a set thing that we're doing. We have a method, but we'll always be down to change it and uh, get info from you guys. One thing I'm kind of looking forward to next season is possibly doing more like in depth about like lore and stuff because we mm-hmm. yes <laughs> we are running I won't say low on topics we actually still have a bunch of topics that we already have listed on what we want to do but just more in depth stuff as we continue to go on this and research this. We even learn new things about games and anime that we never knew ahead of time. So it's something that I'm definitely looking forward to. Agreed. But now with all our messages out of the way, let's get into today's actual episode, the spring (laughs) anime of 2022. And one of my first choices is, I'm going to butcher this so bad, Yes, you are. <laughs> Gai Kotosu Kishisama Tadaima Isakai e Odeku Kachu. I have no idea. The... It was pretty close. Um, but the English okay. name is Skeleton Knight in Another World. And this one is your kind of video game reborn isekai one where the a gamer played a video game until he fell asleep and when he woke up he found himself in the game world as a skeleton equipped with powerful weapons and armor of his avatar but stuck with its frightening skeleton appearance arc that's the character's name has to find a place for himself in this new fantastical land all his hopes for a quiet life are dashed when he crossed paths with a beautiful elven warrior, setting him on a journey full of conflict and adventure. It's kind of your very typical isekai type thing where he's overpowered, but I don't. Um, he doesn't really struggle at first. So I should warn you, I guess, before I go too depth in the spoilers ahead, because I have read the manga, and that's one of the reasons why I'm looking forward to it. 
But he, how's it? It's not really a harem, if that's what you're worried about. Because he does get two female companions, but he also does get a male companion. And it's honestly more about him just enjoying life in this new world. He finds out his avatar is a skeleton, and so he has to try to figure out a way to become human again. And that's kind of what his journey is about, is trying to become human again while... He's helping his elven friends because they are being captive and then this whole conspiracy is going on. So, get a little, <clears throat> sorry, isekai, but it's not just straight, oh, defeat the demon lord. He kind of goes about it at his own pace. Interesting. Yeah, you and your isekais, you are a sucker for him. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> Yeah, I won't doubt but, that. Yeah, this seems kind of a, this seems kind of interesting though. It's something that uh, I'll have to look into because it sounds it doesn't sound terrible. Think of Overlord, but less OP and a good guy, not a bad guy. If any of you guys seen Overlord, because <laughs> a lot of people are like, oh, I've seen like comments at least on like the manga. They're like, oh, this is the good version of Heinz Ungol. The main character of overlord it's very different from overlord so that's just like i said it's more about him just kind of going throughout his day having adventures and he just gets caught up in a conspiracy so it's not just oh hero like he wasn't like a hero summoned from another world and must defeat the demon lord he's just trying to defeat bad guys he's the good guy typical kind of yeah. isekai shonen I'm looking at uh, the cover art for it, and it actually doesn't seem like too out there in terms of isekai. I mean, the, the character kind of looks goofy because he's just a skeleton in this giant-ass suit of armor. But I think it seems like easygoing, kind of. He is actually very easygoing. Like, it's actually kind of... He makes jokes all the time, like, about... Well, not all the time about his skeleton appearance because only very few know about it, but... He will make jokes about it, so he's very, like, carefree, so it has a good kind of, like, comedic, not very serious tone, but, like, at parts where it needs to be serious, it's serious. So, I like it. It's a mix I, I of can, serious and comedy. Yeah, I can tell the easygoingness just from, like, they really portrayed it well on the cover art because of his stance and everything. He's, like, addressing nature. He's uh, holding a bird in his hand, and there's, like, this creature on his shoulder. So, yeah, it seems... Seems kind of interesting. I might have to look into that one. So my first choice that I chose was Spy Family. And I am pretty pumped about this because I just started reading the manga not too long ago. And I'm all caught up on that. And basically Spy Family is about um, this family. And each character has something that they want to hide. They can't show it to anybody else. And these secrets are so dark or deep that they're not even able to show it to each other. So each character in this family is hiding a secret. So the setting of it is at a time of war where all nations of the world were involved in this fierce war of information uh, happening behind closed doors. The countries of Ostania and Westalis has been in the state of Cold War against one another for decades. 
the Westalis Intelligence Services Eastern Focus Division, also known as WISE, sends their most talented spy, Twilight, on a top-secret mission to investigate the movements of Donovan Desmond, the chairman of Ostania's National Unity Party, who is threatening peace or who's threatening peace efforts between the two nations. So basically the main character is a very um, like the best spy out there and he is trying to keep peace between the two nations in, within the shadows. And in order to do so, he needs to forge a family and get close to Donovan Desmond in the most inconspicuous way by getting a family, sending his daughter to school, getting cl- having her get close to Donovan's son, and then in that way getting the families close to each other. But the problem is he's a spy and doesn't have a family. So he needs to adopt a daughter, which he does, and her name is Anya. And he needs to get a wife because at this school, basically the stereotypical uh, peaceful, happy house family only gets into the school. Like single fathers, single mothers don't get in. So he had to then get a wife. And the only person he could get was this trained assassin, which he doesn't know is an assassin. But she is basically using twilight as a cover-up for her assassination type stuff because uh she doesn't want to be deemed a spy since she's almost 30 and she's single so she has to play it off and get a family and make it seem like she is not this suspicious person so basically they're both tricking each other into living this family life and yeah they have to go about their day and then the daughter also has a secret and she's a telepath so it's this whole giant web of lies and this family is born on lies but they're all working together to stay together because it's their cover story and it is just a very interesting concept i don't really know of any other anime that have this concept that i know of i'm not um well versed in the anime field like you are but yeah i just like the concept and it's just so stressful because you want them all to figure out each other's truths but they're hiding it so well that it's it's a fun little uh, narrative i definitely had my joy reading it as well it's another one of those i'm always a sucker for anything that's like action comedy but like they do it right as in it can be very serious and like you can actually take it seriously but then they have comedic moments mm-hmm. and yeah, it's almost like a little slice of life in there. Exactly. But they don't play it as a slice of life. I think that's mm-hmm. what is bad. It's like it can fit so many genres, but it doesn't just it doesn't define itself like, oh, I'm this genre, so it has to have these cliches. It has cliches from other genres, and that's what I think makes it all that much better. Yes, completely agree. Yeah, they, they definitely play the angle well, because if they went at it from a slice-of-life sta- um, reference point, I think it wouldn't be as popular as it, as it is. So they went with that thriller action comedy, and that really is what allowed it to thrive, I believe. Yeah, and it's almost like breaking the fourth wall because of the little girl. So I'm mm-hmm. very interested in to seeing how the anime portrays, because there's just so <laughs> many moments where... The little girl knows something that she shouldn't, and she like the facial expression she gives is like the best. It's uh, yes, I can't wait to see it animated. 
It's going to be really good. And I think the so far the art that they've given, the sneak peeks of the animation and stuff, I really like. It's very clean, and it, I think, just works really well for it, and it does it justice. Got two little more lighthearted ones out. Uh, a next one who... Maybe not so lighthearted if you've seen the first season, which is Tate no Yusha, uh, Yusha no Naragari Season 2. The Rising of the Shield Hero Season 2. Now, I'll be honest with you, I don't know where Season 1 ended. <laughs> I've <laughs> read the manga and I think I'm like five or six chapters behind of the current volume. So very spoilers ahead in case I say something that hasn't been involved in season one. Because like I said, I haven't seen the season one anime. I But since I see season two coming out, I'm probably going to watch season one. I think I've only seen like the first two episodes. But if you guys don't know, the premise is Shield of Hero gets falsely accused of some very serious crimes that he didn't commit. And now he has this bad stigma and it's basically him against the entire world. He ends up buying slaves, which causes his reputation to go down even more. But he treats them very fairly and they've actually come to become basically their own little family. And with the Rising of, season two, Rising of the Shield Hero Season 2, I'm curious as to what everyone's going to be like because i know the first season got pretty good reputation everyone kind of likes i guess the whole revenge story and now it if it goes where it's at now it kind of goes past the revenge story and is now just trying to survive with what he has and is more taking his role serious well i don't know if seriously is a good way but becoming like the quote-unquote shield hero but still not giving a shit about everyone else he still kind of just does what he wants because he does what he wants and i kind of like that <laughs> in a main character so it's not entirely a revenge story so because he does fulfill it i don't know if that happened in season one or not but spoiler like i already kind of mentioned he does fulfill his revenge and then it kind of moves into a whole new antagonist. So I'm curious as to how it, it goes because the art is actually really nice. And I'm curious to see how they do in season two. Yeah. So I haven't seen this one, but I am looking at the art. And it is one thing that immediately made me want to watch it because it is a really pretty looking anime. And it has been on my list because I have heard really good things about season one. I know nothing about Rising of the Shield Hero, except from what you've told me about it. So, yeah. And this is going to be a common thing for me. Bobby's always going to recommend things that I've never <laughs> heard of or I've heard of and never watched. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to put that on my list. And then I throw it on my list and then it goes to the back burner for six years because Bobby recommends 19,000 <laughs> animes to me a day. So, Because <laughs> new ones keep coming out and I'm like, hey, I've seen that manga. You should definitely watch this. I'm like, oh my god, fine, I'll put it on my list to make you happy. And then I just never watch my list. Like, I just now caught up on the Demon Slayer um, Entertainment District card. Oh, I haven't like even done that three, yet. Three days ago. Oh, it's really good. Really good. 
um, yeah, probably my favorite arc so far, because the main character, or the main Hashira in it is dope. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm just really bad at catching up on things, like, I need to watch the newest season of Attack on Titan still, I'm only, like, four episodes into it. Yeah, I'm just really bad at it. Ha, <laughs> huh. okay, anywho, my next choice, so... As I just mentioned, I am not a well-rounded anime watcher, so I only knew two of the upcoming spring anime that are confirmed spring anime, which was Spy Family, and then one that Bobby will be mentioning here in, like, two anime. So, to take this topic on a tangent for myself, I'm going to talk about To Be Determined anime of 2022. So, instead of ones that are confirmed for spring... I'm just going to be talking about the ones that are supposedly confirmed for 2022 that I'm excited about because I am not refined. Like <laughs> <laughs> so my next choice is Chainsaw Man, which is not an anime yet. So this is going to be the very first season of it. It is a manga at the moment. And basically it follows the character of i can't even remember his name give me one second while i look it up what the heck uh, i'm looking at i'm looking at the the king denji is that the uh denji yeah uh yeah yeah that's the main guy so yeah it follows denji who is a very very poor person he his father i believe left him with a lot of debt by this mob and the mob is basically using him to kill monsters. And they, I think they sell the monsters to get money. I'm not really sure how it works. To be honest, I thought this was a well-rounded manga until my friend talked to me about it. And he's like, yeah, this manga isn't actually that well-rounded. Like, where's the plot drivers? Like, So, not really good plot-wise. It is good, but... It's more good on the action sense, and there's a lot of conflict, and it's kind of like the Attack on Titan of 2021, 2022, because it's not afraid to kill people, and that is fantastic. So basically, it's following this character, Denji, and he's very poor, and eventually he's fighting these monsters, or these, yeah, these monsters, and he's starting to lose. He gets overran by these monsters, and he has this monster dog that helps him fight these monsters and eventually when denji starts to get killed by these monsters he is dying and his little monster dog fuses with him and infuses his power of the chainsaw <laughs> into him so now he is half human half monster and he gets recruited by this organization that hunts monsters and basically his mission is to kill a bunch of monsters for the organization and the main one is to kill the gun demon or whatever they call it and it's this monster that has the power of guns and can kill at a very fast rate and basically threatens humanity so that is the premise and there's a lot of crazy ass shit that goes on and it's really hard to describe this anime because like i said i was kind of blinded at first but after talking about it there's not a whole lot of huge plot points that really make sense at some points so really good it's gonna be really fun I'm looking forward to it just as the fun anime that I think it will be. 
And one thing that's really I'm really excited about though is Mappa is going to be uh, helping with create it, and Mappa helped with the newest season of Attack on Titan, and it is gorgeous and wonderful. Mappa is a very prestigious studio, so it's going to be very nice. Honestly, it looks interesting. It your plot hole things is a little weird, but I mean, <laughs> based on I mean. It was fun to read. I was about to say, the genres are action, comedy, horror, and dark fantasy. So, yeah, it's definitely, it's in Shonen Jump. So, I mean, that's interesting. I might have to put it was that a, in. It was a fun manga to read. Um, I'm So, I'm assuming since it's really action-y, it's going to be really fun to watch. And the trailer kind of hypes, hypes it up a little bit because it has some really sick animation. And it's really pretty. So, I'm excited. I hope it's not garbage, but we'll see. <laughs> I usually don't... Mappa's in it. It can be garbage. <laughs> usually don't do a whole lot of horror manga just because I feel like a mm. lot of it is very, like, gruesome deaths just because they can do it because it's, like, fictional. It's unlike horror movies where you, you kind of have a limit to what you can do. Mm-hmm. So I generally don't get excited for like horror ones because a lot of it can be very, very dark, and I'm just not a huge fan of that. But I mean, it's comedy horror, I, so I'm kind of honestly interested in what that has. I don't really see it as horror. I would say it's as much of horror as Demon Slayer is. Because there's the... Or Parasite, Chainsaw maybe? Man, yeah, maybe Parasite. I don't think Parasite's technically horror, but just because of how it's not afraid for, like, bloodshed. Yeah. It, it's it's one of those things where there are demons involved, or they call them devils, and but it's not, it's not really horror-horror. It's... More I mean, that's why they. I mean, monsters. it's not classified as horror. Horror It's classified as comedy horror. So, yeah, it says it's praised for its storytelling, violent scenes, and dark humor. Interesting storytelling. Oh, it takes place in an alternate timeline where the Soviet Union still exists, and many events such as the Holocaust appear to have not occurred. I'm just looking okay. at a few. I did there. not know the Soviet Union still exists. I did not get that from reading it. Maybe I need to reread it. Maybe there are some points <laughs> I missed. Did not did not get the hints that the Soviet Union still exists, and it's the Holocaust. Um, I think there's a reason for why the Holocaust appears to not have existed, and it's a kind of an interesting plot point of the. It story honestly of- gives me more Tokyo Ghoul vibes. Okay, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, because another because I'm, I'm better, reading better than Tokyo. Yeah, because I'm reading the synopsis, and it says one of the things is a devil may, in certain conditions, inhabit the body of a dead human, gaining some of their memories and personality, such as a creature is called a fiend. Devils who naturally have a humanoid form are said to be benevolent to humans. So it feels almost like a Tokyo Ghoul Bleach mix up, maybe I don't know. I don't know. It definitely looks interesting. It doesn't look like your typical horror one. So it's definitely, I'm definitely going to put that on my list. Yeah. I hope it turns out well. 
not 100% sure how the story It looks goes. very different than just no. what the name implies. Yeah, no, the name is pretty goofy. Like, a man who has chainsaw for hands and a face. Well, I honestly... It's a very goofy concept. Yeah, I honestly thought it was just going to be more like a, a serial killer type manga. I thought that <laughs> as well. <laughs> because I... What is it? There have you ever heard of the manga called Real Account? I think so. It's basically a death game. It's Squid Game before Squid Game is the easiest gotcha. way to describe it. And I don't know. I'm just not that fond of those types of mangas. Like I get death games, like there's one called Dar Darwin's game, which is getting really I've, popular. I've uh is another popular one that one is more of a fps video game come to life and like if you die you die so it's more it's not really death game it's more just like sao but real life because it's like you get the weapons and stuff and you're forced mm. to like kill each other in the battle royale well let me tell you i i haven't really watched any death games anime but man, Squid Game is fantastic. <laughs> Love Squid Game, and Alice in Borderlands pretty good too. Those are two good live action death games. Yeah, I read a lot of real account, but I just couldn't get really into it. I say that even though I read like forty chapters, but because <laughs> like I, there were some interesting points to it, but it just kind of got. I don't want to say like repetitive because it was like. Okay, the main character gets in a death. It's like dead watching Dead Men Run the Land almost. Dead Men Run Around was great. I enjoyed mm -hmm. it, but it was like watching real account. These are normal people being forced to do almost like very not inhumane, but like force their in inhumane trials. But it's like you know the main character is going to live through it because mm -hmm. there's seventy they plus. Do. Yeah, and so. But then, like, every other character dies, and it's just like, alright, like, I get, at least on Attack on Titan, when your main character dies, it's, a lot of times there is a pretty significant impact when it's, like, one of the main characters, or, like, or even a sub-character that has screen time, but it's just, like, for me, when I was reading Real Account, it was just, like, I, you get introduced to a character, but then five chapters later, they die, and it's, like, Okay, you don't even give me time to really like like this character. Oh, that's so nice. it's just like you're just killing people left and right just to kill people left and right, and I'm just like, mm, I'm sorry, I'm just not really into that. But yeah, I yeah I completely agree. So getting away from yeah. all the killing yeah. now, <laughs> we I my next pick is Kawaii Dake Jean. Nai Shikamori-san, which I believe the English version is Shikamori-san isn't just cute. And this is a very, this is straight rom-com. And I really adore this one. It's a very cutesy, I think it's Shoujin? Shoujo? Shoujo? Not Shonen? I think it's Shoujo forget what is the actual genres of this does it tell me genres comedy romance slice oh. of life there you go ah. so i like it already nothing very bad happens but here 
here is the synopsis. Shikamori seems like a perfect girlfriend. Cute, fun to be around, sweet when she wants to be, but she has a cool dark side that comes out under the right circumstances. And her boyfriend, Izumi, loves to be around when that happens. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Why does every boyfriend <laughs> in rom or in like uh, yeah rom coms and slice of life? Every boyfriend is easy to me. I swear. Maybe it's just like the stand, like the John Smith for uh, yeah. Japan. Yeah. <laughs> but I like it because you know me. I love it when an anime or manga has its own art style, but then on certain moments they change. And when they do it, it has an impact. Like for me, when it comes to Bleach, they have their normal thing. But then when something like lighthearted or airheaded happens, the drawing kind of like looks like it's done by like a five-year-old or something like that. Like it goes, (laughs) the quality goes down, but it makes it very comedic. This is kind of like the opposite. That has this light-hearted style, but the whole cool dark side is... So the premise is Izumi has extremely bad luck. Everywhere he goes, he gets into an accident. Even if it's just straight walking down the street. Here comes Shikamori-san, who's like the school beauty, gets top grades, is the top athlete, and like all this stuff, and is very fond of Izumi because of how kind and everything he is. Well, she protects Izumi through like all the danger and when she does it kind of goes into that hardened hard line draw style and she her eyes get like all serious and like she gets this expression like she's going to kill someone just to like protect him and just like it says Izumi loves it when she when she becomes like this she, she love he loves the cool side and Shikamori is trying to become more cute for Izumi and she doesn't realize he actually like really enjoys the cool side. And it's just a very lighthearted, cute anime that I'm really excited to see how they're gonna animate it because I love the already the artistic drawing of Shikamori-san when she's like her normal self and then her cool protective self. So I can't wait to see how that's animated. Yeah, I'm looking up pictures. Uh, there's not a whole lot when I just look at the name. It's literally just her. But the clips of her that I see, like the art style is really nice. And I've been really into Slice of Life lately. So probably going to put it high on my list and uh, check that one out. Is this the... F- what? How many seasons is this? Second season? This is the this? first. But there's like... Oh, so, uh, there's like... Oh, what is it? Like 60 plus chapters, I think, in the oh, manga. Nope. Like, it has. Adding it to my list. It now. has quite a bit. But yeah, if you look at it, when. If you do the Google search of uh, Shikamori's Just a Cutie, if you see how uh, she's looking at him with the. Like, where the shadow is over her eyes, like, she's very serious and, like, her eyes are more sharp and defined. But then on other ones, it's like the promo picture. She's very lighthearted, cute, and everything. So that's the the difference. I love the when they can do the difference in drawing quality, good like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it. I feel like it takes some skill to actually change the art styles while um, 
in the actual show itself without being too jarring and it kind of really adds to the feel of the scene if you can do it right not to mention she gets like jealous of his best friend not in like a serious way but just because she kind of like wants to be number one for izumi so whenever his best friend steals the spotlight when she's trying to look good in front of him she gets like really pouty and it's just very adorable (laughs) yeah it's just very adorable to watch so if you guys like the slice of life genre highly recommend this one yeah i'm gonna have to check that one out that would be good (sighs) man i feel like my list just keeps increasing all right, the next one that I have on my list, and since you're doing Japanese names, I guess I'll do the Japanese name as well. <laughs> this is Danjoni Dai no Motomeru Noa Machigateru Jaroka, which is also known as Is It Wrong to Try to Pick Up Girls in a Dungeon? Season 4. And if you don't know anything about Is It Wrong to Pick Up Girls in a Dungeon? It's we did an episode on it on season one. Yeah, yeah, we we did episodes, so I don't have to explain the whole entire thing. It's called Don Machi, yeah, it's a, if I believe is what yeah, we for short. titled it. Oh, yeah. Yes, Don Machi. I think we put Don Machi and then Is It Wrong to Pick Up Girls? I think so, too. It was one of our earlier ones. Yeah. So, yeah, you could check that out for the full synopsis, but basically it's a world where there are dungeons and there are explorers and there are also gods that invoke powers onto the explorers that want to go into the dungeons and fight and you they create these familias and yeah it's kind of like a status thing certain gods are more powerful than others or more have a higher status than others and the main character has this kind of lowly god Hestia and yeah, he's training his way to be a powerful dungeoneer, and he's trying to pick up chicks, uh, one specific chick on the way through. And that's about it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's this is a really fun one. It's kind of um, harem-ish in the sense that the main character, so the main character has eyes for one chick, but his god likes him a lot and then all the girls that seem to come into his party he doesn't have many girls in his party but the ones that do kind of fall for him so it's a little bit haremish but he doesn't really act on it because he's not interested in them he's just a really good guy and uh yeah he goes through and it this show has some really awesome fight scenes and it overall i think they do it really well they add the conflict just right and they He's not an overpowered character, so he really has to fight for what he is trying to accomplish. And yeah, it's he's actually kind of weak in most scenarios until he really gets fired up, I think, personally. He's your almost definition of a shonen protagonist of where, like you said, (laughs) he is weak, and then when Yoan gets tough, he gets going, and... yeah he unlocks his like little abilities and yeah you could say he kind of has like op skills because like one of his like his first two skills he gets is death 
something or whatever basically makes his skill growth faster than anyone else and then his second mm -hmm. one is over limit where for one attack he can like suppress the limits of humans or so i don't know basically for one time all his stats like double or triple i don't know the exact value but it like the name says it goes over the limit of what he can do but he can only use it once a day i believe or something like that so it's not then all powerful that he can use whenever he has to use it at the right moment and like you said we actually watch him grow from weak to like getting stronger he's still weak in a lot of scenarios he gets beaten up pretty yeah. bad but just like you've shown in he trains gets tougher so if you're if you don't like the whole op at the start this is one you're gonna like because like you mentioned it has great fight scenes so far i haven't seen season three i need to finish season three the i believe it's like the entertainment district or something there's always an entertainment district. Yeah. <laughs> you can't have a fantasy world without a red light district. And yeah. I've seen the first two seasons and I still enjoy it. It's one of my like favorite fantasy ones. So definitely check it out if you like the fantasy genre and some good fights. Yeah, he... And one thing that's great about him is he actually needs rescued a couple times. So, like, the girl that he admires deeply rescues him a few times. And, yeah, it's just – it's a refreshing change of pace for some of the shonen-type shows. Yeah, like we like you said, he's definitely not OP at the start, but he's he does have that potential. And, like, everyone kind of sees that. So, everyone's willing to help him. And that's why you get that whole – like you mentioned, the whole harem thing where people kind of flock to him, but he's more like he has his eyes set on one girl and he doesn't really act like a, a dense main character where you can clearly tell all the girls are into the main character and the main character's like, oh, they're just friends. They will do that for anyone. He's more like when they try to advance on him, he tries to like get away or like stuff like that. Cause he's like, no, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Going off of that. My next one is Komi-san wa Kamiyusho Desu second season. Komi-san has a communication disorder. This is another slice of life. Is it considered a rom-con? No. Comedy, drama, slice of life. Drama, yeah, slice of life. So, there's really not romance into it. It's kind of one of those animes where, like, obviously the main female lead and the main male lead, you kind of get the feeling that they start to get feelings for each other, but they don't really act upon it. So, it's kind of like that. But it's another cutesy one, like Shikamori-san. But this one's obviously the second season. If you guys don't know about the first semen... semen. <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> the first season, Komi-san mm -hmm. can't like talk. And what she does is she normally writes on a notepad on how to just like talk. And it's another one of those animes that changes its art style 
on certain like key ones so it's another one i'm a sucker for that and it's just a very cutesy one because her goal is to make i believe it's like make a hundred friends i think is her actual goal mm, yeah yes and so the main male uh tadano i thought it was Tadaroki. tadano is the is helping komi-san because his skill is that he can understand what people like truly mean like they at- read the atmosphere or whatever i think is what he said so with him being able to read the atmosphere comes on not being able to communicate they basically team up to help her get friends and it's just your standard slice of life cutesy moments anime but something i definitely recommend yeah so i haven't watched season one of this and i actually haven't even read it but i know snippets of it and clips and because taylor's read yeah she's reading it and i really like this one i'm like i feel like i'm invested in it even though i have not seen like a single episode but i'm really excited about this one because it just is one of those it seems really funny and cute and uh, really gets i don't know it just seems fun yeah, it has over 200 plus chapters. I think I'm on like 219 out of 231 or something like that. So it's another one where I haven't actually seen the first season, but I've been keep reading with the manga, so I should really catch up with that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just invested in it even without any investment in it. So I'll probably end up watching both seasons when season two comes out. Just seems like uh, one of those fun ones. And then... The last one that I chose, I know you still have two more, but I only have one more because, once again, I'm not as refined as you. Um, so my last one is Uzaki-chan wa Asobitai, which is also known as Uzaki-chan Wants to Hang Out, Season 2. So I am really pumped for this because it's just one of those really fun comedy ones that involves the two main characters, Uzaki-chan and, oh my god, um, Sakurai. And all they do is just fun, everyday stuff. They go to karaoke bars, they hang out, they go to batting cages, they go to, not, they just, they go to cat cafes and stuff. And it's just really fun. And they do simple things. And there's obviously a connection that's growing between them as it goes on. And Uzaki is... Uh, Yandere? I always get these mixed up. Yandere is the one that is aggressive towards them? Or is it Sundere? I don't know. I can never remember the difference between Sundere and Yandere. Sundere just acts cold, but she doesn't mean it. Yandere is like, don't talk to him or I will kill you. Oh, so she's a Sundere. Okay, she's a fun Sundere, and it's just a really fun interaction between them so yeah and then you have these really goofy moments that happen and sakurai has some friends that try to push their relationship together and yeah it's fun to watch the relationship grow and i think season two is going to be extra fun just because the characters are set up everything's going and yeah it's gonna be great man they are yelling yeah i know i was trying to i was gonna say can you yeah, we can uh, we can pause for a minute. 
if you want. You're gonna have to cut out your audio yeah. on that one. Man, we have like eight minutes left, people. <laughs> eight minutes. They could have waited eight minutes. So they're yelling at each other. It's like, oh god, just yeah. go down there. What's up? Are you, on, are you streaming or something? I'm recording. Oh. You know, Can you guys wait like ten minutes? I'll be done in ten minutes. <laughs> Damn. Um. All right. All right. Well, we could try to wrap this up yeah, relatively no, quick if you want. <laughs> So on to my second to last one is Yusha ya Yamemasu, which is just the hero Yamemasu. And one thing uh, I can't really say because the twist, you kind of, you have to see the twist. So the synopsis is, after saving the world, the strongest hero, Leo, becomes someone who is not wanted in the peaceful human world. He was too strong, exiled. He seeks a job at the Demon King's army, which he had defeated and needs to be rebuilt. The army has many problems, too much work, financial troubles, etc. Leo starts to make things better by using his power. Leo encounters Ichida, I, or Ichida, again and ask her why she invaded the human world there was an unexpected story so it's kind of you get the hero who saved the world but then the humans were too scared of his power so they tried to actually kill him this all happens and should be in the first episode because this happened in like the first two chapters so it's not too spoiler heavy but he basically realizes the only safe place is the Demon King army. And so he joins them. And then, like you said, there's an unexpected twist. So you guys should really see it out. It's different from your hero has to kill the demon. And different from the... There's another... If someone thinks, oh, there's a similar anime, blah, blah, blah. Which is the hero and the demon work together to build like the economy and all that stuff. Different than that, because that one I feel is more fan service heavy. You can't tell me no, because the freaking boobs on that demon lord are fit half the screen. So, <laughs> this one is more serious, I guess you could say. But, like I said, it also has its comedic bits. And I think it's a kind of good refreshing on the whole hero genre, because it gives... If I give you, I'll give you guys a hint. If you guys ever played Horizon Zero Dawn, or if you guys heard our podcast of the story of how Horizon Zero Dawn ended, how it did, that may give you a hint on this anime. So, I'm. It, so, is the English name of it really the hero Yamemas? Yeah, because Yusha just means hero. Yeah, yeah. so it's, I find that weird that they would keep Yamemas because Yamemas means resigns or quits. So they could have just called it the hero resigns or the hero quits. Maybe it's just... Maybe it was just... Maybe I looked at a translation error oh. when 
Cause I just thought that was interesting because I'm like, that was a weird thing to keep as Japanese. But I don't know. Here, let me do a control file. Zero. Let's see. Because when I typed it in, oh, I'm quitting heroine. Yeah, so this oh. one does oh. say it. That okay. That's weird because when I typed it in, it literally gave me the hero yelling mass. That's weird. Well, but interesting. That would be a fun one to watch because you don't get that too often. Yeah, so if you kind of like the whole story behind Horizon Zero Dawn, you'll be interested in this one. I might have to watch this one now. God, my list just keeps getting bigger. <laughs> and then for the final one, because I really do want to put this one out there, is Ultime Game, Ultime Game Sakai wa mob ni kibishin Sakai desu. Life is tough for a mob character in an ultime. If you don't know what an ultime game is, it's basically when there is a female lead and she gets the hearts of the male leads. So it's a reverse harem type game. And the reason why I chose this one is because this one actually came out a lot when... If you're a manga reader, at one point there was a lot of Atome games coming out, mostly of the villainesses that came out, and it's always like the villainesses trying to not die by breaking all the flags, or just they reincarnate into this world and are just trying to avoid the bad ending. Well, this is a kind of reverse on it because like it said is for a mob character a person revives into this as not any kind of lead character and the world he's in is very discriminatory against males so it's a very female oriented society where typically the females have the power not the males so he has the world against him and he ends up trying to fight destiny i guess is a way to say it and it's a one of the thing i would like is because he doesn't mince his words he actually curses out a lot of the male leads time and time again even like the royal family he doesn't give a shit so it's another kind of like refresher where he's not so like soft-hearted type person he actually like if someone was pissing him off, he just straight up punched him and stuff like this. Once he starts getting his power, he's like, yeah, you can't boss me around anymore. So it's another kind of like refresher onto it. It's a pretty fun read. It's like I said, it's kind of nice when you see a main character who's not a goody two shoes. And I, I kind of can't wait to see the battles because it is a little mecha. So I will kind of forewarn you, it's fantasy romance is the genres, obviously because it's an ultimate game, but there is a little bit of mecha. It is like fantasy as in sort of magic, but they do have like ships that they pilot for like air control. So there is a little bit of mecha into it. So just a forewarning. Interesting. Hmm. Well, that seems interesting. Uh, probably not. Uh, I might watch it. I don't know. I normally don't watch mech 
type. It's not okay. So it's not like every battle deals with mecha. It's just they have mechs. I should say most of the battles aren't with it, or most of the it's not centered around it. That's why there's no mecha genre. But they do fight in pilot or spaceships because it is about exploration and how there's yeah they they colonize many different planets so you need spaceships to go there so it's a fantasy world in space (laughs) interesting okay hold on i'm gonna quickly do a search of that one just see the art i'm curious as to how the fight's gonna go because some of the fights are pretty cool but yeah, so it's not heavily on the mecha. Just be aware that there are some fights with mechs. But other than that, it's about going to kind of like a fantasy school, magical academy, I guess is the best way to describe it. It's just gotcha. they have oh, yeah. Yeah, mechs. That. Okay, okay. The... Some of the clips I'm getting from the manga almost seem manhwa-like. Yeah. I mean, it's very, very manhwa-like. Hmm, interesting. I might might give it a go. We'll see. <laughs> I, I keep saying this, but odds <laughs> are it's going to be six years beforehand. <laughs> All right. Um, I have no facts for this. Do you have any questions of the day? I mean, Just I, what's sure you your... Quick one. Yeah, just what are you guys looking forward to in this spring anime of 2022 yeah a lot of good ones coming out or a lot of interesting sounding ones because i actually only had one that is actually coming out this spring (laughs) and if you have none that you want to watch this spring what are some ones coming out this year that you're interested in and i think that'll be it for this episode so don't forget to show us some love and support at patreon.com slash weebspawn and of course don't forget to follow us on facebook instagram and twitter at weebspawn and contact us at weebspawn.gmail.com and as a reminder, this is the last episode of the season, so we probably won't be back for a little while. We'll give you guys more of a definite date on Twitter, so don't forget to follow us yes. there. Yes. And that will be it from us today. I've been your host, Bobby. And I'm Joshua. And we will see you guys next time when we weed spawn.